Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. To make it official and to anoint you forevermore now as Lionel Tribble. If you could if you could please just take the Tribble Oath of Allegiance. Okay. 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 So, so just stay tuned. Master Tribble is gonna he's gonna lead you. Okay. So all you have to do is raise your right hand to Stan Lee. Oh yes. And your left hand to DC. <laughs> and then repeat after me. How can I hold the phone? Okay, I got it. I got the shoulder. You can work it out, Lionel. All right. I got it, man. I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome, Larry Kenny, Lion O Triple to the Nation. Stand and be counted. Your application's in the mail. We wait for your paperwork. We, we got are, no application. We are totally waiving his application and all his <laughs> yes. paperwork. Yes, he is in the cheese in the triple nation. Thank you all so much for making me a triple and for being fans of Thundercast and keeping the code of Thunder alive. And thanks to all you fans. We love you. If it wasn't for you, I'd, you know, be washing cars or something. But nothing <laughs> wrong with that, but I'm glad I'm not. And uh, just remember the code of Thunder. And uh, I love you. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder! Thundercats! Oh! Yeah. Good night! Oh my God. Thank you, sir! That was beautiful! Thank you, sir! Thank you! Thank you, sir! Thank you! Thank you! All right, and, and Kennedy? Yes, sir. You got my number now. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Take care, you guys. Thank All right, you, you too. Peace. All right, bye-bye. Uh, oh, my goodness. I, it was so awesome. I put his number oh, right God. in my bra. I'm in here with you. It is your Black Tribbles. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go.
coming to you from the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for a Saturday morning summer here on Black Tribble. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... Whether I'm a porcupine, I stays in line. If I'm bovine, I'm still fine. I'm making rhymes because I can. It's about that time. Live from the 205, it's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Jake, better known as Storm Tribble. Um, where my camera's at? Where my lens is? Ear, ear, A-O. What's really good? I put my face on tonight, Tribble Nation. Be prepared. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bars. What's the deal, y'all? It's your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, one half of Rand DMC, me and, my, me and Super Triple, I mean, uh, Ice Girl Triple out there, I got matching Adidas sweatsuits, so, you know, maybe you can be one as cool as me and my son someday. Psych! And what it do, y'all? It's the trouble for me behind the veil. It's that boy Broku, man, coming in, smashing through like all my big brother Ike, Super Saiyan trouble in the building. What it do? Hashtag who the F is Ike. <laughs> I still don't know who that boy is. I it's never okay. seen Like I said, you don't know my life. Uh, clearly. <laughs> he put the buttons on, he's Ike. Yo, you, you give an intern some buttons and look what happens. <laughs> who intern? <laughs> See? Who See? Intern? What? He died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six man now. Thank you. He said, my face is on the flyer. <laughs> Thank you. You see this receipt? It says dues paid. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yep. sir. We are flying high, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook Live as well as streaming live on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Black Tribbles and you will see us streaming there. Dante is up. We've got um, one, two cameras going. He's, he's, he's in production. Producer Heaven over there with his Spider-Man shirt. Look at him spinning webs any size, catching tribbles like flies. I love it. It's a Saturday morning summer, ladies and gentlemen, and that means all summer long we are revisiting your Saturday morning favorites of old time here on WPPM, streaming live on phillycam.org slash listen. And you can always follow us on Twitter Facebook and any place and every place that you find your social media at Black Tribbles. And tonight we are going to be shining a spotlight on a whole host of cartoons. But there's one cartoon in particular that was mentioned last week that we are going to definitely show some love to this week, and that is those little blue cherubs called the Smurfs. Trumps. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we are doing that at the request of our very special guest. We reached out into the Tribble Nation and look what we got. Hello, everyone. My name's Fiona Lewis. <laughs> 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 If that's not a greeting, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> 
How you doing, Fiona? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, for those in the Triple Nation, some of you may actually know Fiona because anytime we do something outside the studio, Fiona is there. She was a mainstay at our Anime Wednesdays and Amalgam Comics, has been to a lot of our conventions, our sideshows, and I it only felt right when I said that, you know, we're gonna reach out to our fans. Fiona was one of the first ones that came to mind, and I'm so happy to have you here for the first time on air with us. Thank you for the invitation. I really enjoyed this show, and I'm like one of the triples that will drive cross-country to see you guys at conventions and stuff, so thank you. Cool, 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 cool. That's all right there. <laughs> You're welcome for the earworm now, guys. For the whole night, that's going to be the gag. Dig it, dig it. Um, so, Theona um, had love for the for the Smurfs. We're going to get into that as well. Um, she had love for a whole lot of other cartoons, as we found out in the green room. Considerably less Smurfy. Yes, considerably yes, less, less Smurfy. Smurfy. Like, like. I don't even see a correlation. I'm like, yo, wh- where did your life go left that you went from Smurfs? My life kind of, you know, between ultra cute to really action-packed, hardcore stuff. So I like the Smurfs and G.I. Joe and Thundercats, you know? So it's a, it's a healthy balance. I'd say so. Meanwhile, she's sitting here the, with the cutest TARDIS around her <laughs> neck. Yes. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> Always is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Dante, if there's any way, we might want to try and get a close-up of, of her TARDIS that she has. Because it, it's actually... She actually doesn't carry a purse. All her stuff is in there. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Pretty darn impressive. Yeah, we can get a close-up on that. So you're you're a huge Doctor Who fan, I take it? Yes, Whovian, absolutely. Um, Tom Baker was my doctor. Then Peter Days had a special heart, but love David Tennant. I mean, <laughs> love it. <laughs> see, see, I... I grew up when Tom Baker was Doctor Who yeah, he as is. well. He just yeah. is. <laughs> and to me, he is the classic Doctor Who archetype. I Has mean, he ever baby? done anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say it like that? Damn. Like, fool. <laughs> yeah, because I've never seen him in anything else. Not he a is thing. a curator, you know, from... My two doctors. No. <laughs> Point. And actually, I think, and you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Wasn't he technically do- the the doctor longer than anyone? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, I believe he was. Right? Yeah, because he was. I mean, like he was a doctor like through my through my entire youth. Mm-hmm. Like when they said that there was going to be another Doctor Who, I was like. You mean there's another doc- No, that's Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, who's this blonde guy? Like, wait. Dissolving huh? on the sands of, you know, a planet. Like, wait, this guy, he's a cricket player. He's not the doctor, but, you know. Yeah. Then I slowly fell in love with Peter Davison, so. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, and, and, you, and I heard you say you got love for David Tennant as well. Absolutely, absolutely. From his work in Doctor Who to DuckTales to Star Wars, you know, the animated series. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's everywhere, and he's a talented actor. So, have you checked him out in uh, Good Omens yet on Amazon? I'm going to stream that this weekend. (laughs) I've watched a couple episodes. It's 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 a quirky show. It's a quirky show. I I I I like it though. I enjoy it. And he's he's a quirky guy. Well, it's Neil Gaiman, so you can't ruin anything with Neil Neil, Gaiman. 
Neil Gaiman. Gaiman, right. yes. Uh, it's also Terry Pratchett. Very, yes, Terry true, Pratchett's very true. wordy. I haven't started true. watching Game of or Game of Thrones. Jeez. <laughs> Game of Omens. <laughs> Game of Omens. Good Omens. Good Omens yet. Good um, Omens, yes. Because I loved that book. Yes. And part of the the the, the meat of that book was the prose. Yes. Right? It was how they were saying what was going on. Um, it's Again, like you said, it's Neil Gaiman. Like, anything he does is going to be phenomenal. Terry Pratchett, if you have a Neil Gaiman sandwich, yes. right? Yes. And you sprinkle a little Terry Pratchett on top of it, it takes it, it puts it on another level, yes. right? However you perceive that, it's a whole different sandwich at that point. And I'm concerned about how it translates to TV. You well, know what I mean? They work closely together, especially with uh, Michael Sheen and Neil Gaiman for all the, the script work. So I believe it's in good hands, so I can't wait to stream it completely through. So. I hope it's good. Yeah. I, haven't, I, I never read the book, so I, I can't offer how it compares to the book. But taking the show on its own, I enjoyed it a great I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've watched like about, I think, maybe two episodes so far. So, and, I, and I'm enjoying it. So. The concept is great. Yeah, it's the cool. whole the whole plot the is whole super concept. dope. Yeah, um, it's just one of those classic, you know, literary literary to film translation things. Like it, there are certain things that are part of an experience that can't necessarily be adapted into another. So I just I'm nervous and protective about my ish. <laughs> I dig it. I dig. Now, now, Fiona, because you are a huge David Tennant fan, and you you name checked him there. Is it safe to assume, because I do not want to make a cause of myself here on live radio. Um, I'm sorry. A what? I'm trying not to say the word. <laughs> um, oh. That you are a fan of the reboot of DuckTales as well? I am. I love it. I was kind of unsure when you first saw like the promotional graphics of how mm-hmm. it was going to look. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so they're rebooting the show. Why is everything in sepia? Is that means it's old? I wasn't on board to it. But then I actually sat down and watched it. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, now Kennedy has, has long. Sad, I know. <laughs> She's like, I know. I listen. I listen. I'll be right there, girl. Kennedy has been ex doling forever the virtues of this reboot of uh, DuckTales. So I know she is happy to have someone else in her camp. Finally! The studio. The Rock has come back to Duckburg. So, are you all caught up? I'm halfway through season one. So I haven't watched all of season two and I've been waiting. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. It's so pure. It's like reading Harry Potter for the first time. (laughs) Because season two is where the the big uh, crossover, which I think actually just happened with uh, Darkwing Duck. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's that happens, but that's the season finale. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, there's there's that. a okay. whole meat sandwich. Sandwich, I don't know where. Maybe I'm hungry. I just ate, guys. I'm not hungry. I promise. <laughs> there's a whole delicious chunk that was set up in the first season that gets re- like resolved and everything and built upon. So that part at the end, it's the sprinklings at the top, right? Mm, mm, mm. I'm so happy for you. Mm. Well, Kennedy, I, I have other good news for you that, um, you know, recently um, I was, my, my grandson was in town, so I was sitting with him, and as we were wont to do in the evening, I would put on the, that's when, I, that's when he would sit down in front of a, a screen, because other than that, we were just running. He was helping me get my car, you know, 
work on my core, chasing after him. Um, but it, in the evening, we would sit down and watch TV. And I said, well, let's see whether or not he'll like DuckTales. Now, suffice to say, my two-year-old grandson could care less about DuckTales and was looking out the window at the streets, like what's happening on the streets of Musgrave. However, I said, Did you finally sit and watch it? I didn't watch all of season one, but okay. I've watched most of it. I'm probably up to, I think, like episode 12 or something like that. Um, it's good. It's a really good show. Oh. I'm enjoying it. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Mm. it. It was a lot of fun. If I was the one to dish out, I told you so. Well, I told you I'd seen the first episode and I liked it. And I just haven't had a moment to return to it. But I, I'm glad that I did. And it actually is very good. Good time. Good You're time. welcome. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that. Uh, before we go on any further, we have another triple who has stepped into the building. Ladies and gentlemen, step to that mic and let them people know you are here. Even soaked to the bone, a trouble will always find her way home. I am here. I am wet. Hey! Let's go! Late night radio. Always inappropriate. <laughs> and can I just say, from from the babysitter perspective, my little baby Avery, there is no television show that can tame him because he was not having any of Doc McStuffins. He wouldn't sit still. Sit still. But you know what? <laughs> I, me out. I did try Doc McStuffins. He knows who Doc McStuffins is. His, his father tells me that he, he he will sit and watch the intro of Doc McStuffins. And then when a song comes on, he stops and watches them all dance. But, oh, he did not stop anything. Well, now he does. But but, <laughs> but trust me, after they after the dancing's over, he's gone. He's yeah. gone. Okay. He's gone. But but he'll he'll stop for that. So um, there there's that. So he does know who Doc McStuffins is, and that was my first time actually watching Doc McStuffins. It's cute. It's a cute show. I love yeah. that show. I didn't realize she was a little black girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Doc I didn't handle her business. I I have not had any children, you know, of a certain age in my life in a while. So I think the last time I was like watching regular kid shows, it was like Dora still. Mm. Um, and oh, backyard against. <gasps> oh my god, the greatest the show of all time. Don't I would sit down and be like. Thank you. Yes. yes Can we just unanimously agree to vote Tara off of the show? Who? The Who's hippo? Tara? Is that her name? Tara? No, t- no, isn't it? It's uh, not Tara. Wait, wait, wait. It's um, no. Ki- no, you're n- not Uniqua. Not Uniqua. It's Uniqua. Tasha. Pablo. It's Tasha. 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 What's what Tasha do? Tasha. Can't nobody now, stand Tasha. Now, arguably, if you want to vote somebody off, I would say Austin. I love Austin. He's so sweet and misunderstood. He. Uh, Austin can go. But I Tasha, I'm arrive, I'm Tasha, Tasha, Austin was created so that Tasha could have a friend because she was alienating herself from Hold everybody. Hold on. Hold on. We are not voting any of the backyardigans <laughs> off of the show. Tasha got to go. They function as a unit. She problematic. As a team. She always starting stuff. She always want to bring beef up to the conversation. She always want to make it weird. Uniqua and yeah, Pablo like no, like and, and, no and Tyrone be chilling. Like and here she no come. Well, well, we can't do it that way. We have to do it like this. Where did you come from? We over here playing on my jungle gym. Where are you at? Like, take your little no, take your take your your too short dress back. Put your little sister dress back. This just turned into the Survivor. I game. guarantee you that someone has said the very same about every triple in this room. There will be no removal <laughs> of a backyard again. None. She got to go. They function as a unit, as a team. You know how many episodes of Backyardigans I had to watch? I love with Backyardigans. Them children. I love it. 
every single one. Uniqua is the voice of a generation. No, Uniqua, I mean, she is my favorite, but ain't nothing wrong with Tasha. Tasha's fine. Austin's fine. Leave them children alone. And let them be friends. Evil. They can be friends. (laughs) She just don't got to come over. She can't move to another city or something. Didn't her parents get promoted? And how would the rest of the backyard against feel? (laughs) They'd be all right. They'll live. They grow up. It happens. It's life. Wow. That's the worst. What? You never had kids in your neighborhood grow up and move? Well, yes, but don't say that. She's going to learn today. On a special episode of Backyardigans. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very special after school special of Backyardigans. Backyardigans was so great. I wanted to sample that theme song, dude. It was so dope. They had a lot of great songs. They had a lot of great They had amazing records. They had so much good stuff on there. There was an episode of Showtime at the Apollo before that went off the air. The girl who does the singing voice for Uniqua um, was like in the like Apollo Kids showcase thing. What? And she was singing her little behind off, and I'm listening to her like, I know this voice. I know this voice. I don't know how I know this voice. Obviously, this is someone's whole baby. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't have been six. Like, she was young. And I'm like, who's infant is this singing like she should be one of the Jacksons? Like, whose baby is this? And they were like, oh, yeah, this is such and such. She sings as Uniqua and on Backyard Again. So I was like, oh, my girl, that's my homie. But then I got upset because, like, hold on, she's a professional. Why is she appear with all these amateur kids? That's effed up. I'd be mad. I'm at a t-ball game. You want to bring out Sammy Sosa? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sit down, Sammy. Like, what do you mean? That seems unfair. Because <laughs> right, right. the other kids were cute, you know, cute little kid acts. I was like, oh, look, look, look at the baby doing things. Go ahead, baby. Do that thing. And then she get out there, and I was like, what is that? What is this? Is this my child? Okay. Okay. All right. Enough of the backyard again, ladies and gentlemen. There's never enough. Never. No, no such thing as enough. <laughs> there really is. There really is. I have, I have sat. Together oh, right. in right. the backyard okay. again. In the place that we belong. <laughs> Okay. We've got the whole wide world in our yard to explore. Now it's time for us to have a snack. Meet you next time. We're back. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I spared you listening to the Backyardigans, and I have turned down everybody's microphone so that we can get on back to our Saturday morning. Uh, (laughs) summer (laughs) here on Black Tribbles. (laughs) That was the most Bruce Wayne thing I've ever seen. Well done, well done, sir. Well done. I, I, I salute you, sir. (laughs) I got another salute for you. Love you, too. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so before we get into our Saturday morning summer, though, we have something that I was actually waiting for Ariel to show up to do this. uh, Because, you know, we're down here on Black Tribbles with everything geek. So what I did, you know, I... Many different gateways into geek. Like, for me, it was comic books. For a lot of people, it was video games, movies, and what have you. Uh, But speaking of comic books... The in the comic book field of all of their awards, like the Glyph Awards that the uh, Epoch does, the number one and the Harvey Awards, um, the number one comic book 
award is the Eisner Award. That's the one that everybody covets. Well, what I did because you know Black Tribbles, we, we we got we you know we got some salt in the game. We've been we've been in here for a minute. You know what I mean? So I I have signed the Black Tribbles up as one of the official you know uh, voters for the Eisner Award. Sweet. So. We have an Eisner Award ballot that we have to fill out. Sweet! Yo, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. (laughs) All right, so. Yep. And I wanted to, you know, we're all going to like. Oh, God, I'm drunk with power already. All right. So we have to come up with a, 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 you know, collective vote for each category. But I definitely wanted to do this while Randy and Ariel were here, especially because they are um, a comic book Jedi. Here, um, and uh, Ariel is our the number one comic book retailer in in this biz. So we want to get their um, their I you know their votes. Their votes count. You know whatever. Let's go. So lost my. So the first thing. <laughs> Can we do this on air? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then a secret ballot. Yeah, we do okay. it. Right I'm right. just making sure. I don't know. Yeah, we got to do it today because the voting, the, it, it's actually due midnight tonight. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. So okay. we got to knock this now out. Now we're under pressure. But yeah. what happens if. Okay. What happens if what? just feel like we making life or death decisions based on somebody else's stuff. Well, if they listen, and we don't choose them for the ballot. Oh, well. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well. Ooh. Nature of the beast. Yeah. Ooh. Look, all of these nominees are nominated for Eisner Award. So they already, you know, their bona fides have been, yeah. you know, stamped. Bonafide? They're good. Bonafide. Bought yeah. me lessons on the clarinet. <laughs> so. Bonafide th- make me want Popeyes. <laughs> that is what I want. Ah, every once in a while, Ariel reminds you that she's from the South. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I've hung, I've hung around Ariel enough to know that, you know, morning time makes her think of Popeyes. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the biscuits. Lynn has gone with me to get my biscuits and such. <laughs> He's I've been accompanied. All right, so the the first category <laughs> is listening is like what these fools get to pick. <laughs> this is I demand a recount. These backyardigan happy Popeyes. <laughs> anyway, triples. The, uh, the first category is best short story. Okay, so it's between Get Naked in Barcelona, a by Steven Siegel and uh, Ime Olivia Burrell. Wait. This was in the book Get Naked by Image. Oh, I thought that was R. Steven Siegel. I was about to lose no, my no, no, face. No, no, no. The Stephen T. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know oh, you're talking about. Yeah, know you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the Ghastly Gun Tinies by Matt Cohen and Mark Palm. This is from Mad Magazine, number four. Mm-hmm. Here I Am by Sean Tan in I Feel the Machine, by self, uh, produced by Self Made Hero. Life During Interesting Times by Mike Dawson from The Nib. Supply Chains by Peter and Mary Hoey in Coinop, from Coinop Books. And The Talk of the Saints by Tom King and Jason Fabok in Swamp Things Winter Special. That was awesome. From DC. I remember that. That was fantastic. Okay. It sounds like that's the one that you know. Oh, yeah. Of no, I, I read the I know first one. I remember the and Fiona, first you can one vote too. vaguely. Okay. <laughs> but I, I remember loving the heck out of that uh that swamp thing and uh the swamp thing, Joe. I mean I like the title Get Naked in Barcelona. 
I would love to get naked in Barcelona mm-hmm. myself. They should provide excerpts from this. I mean, it's a short story, so it's definitely worth it. True, but we've got 20 minutes. <laughs> so, um, so which one are we going to vote for? I'm going Tom King. I, I, I enjoyed that story. That was a lot of fun. All right. But I don't hear any dissent, dissenting I votes. Fully agree. All right. Tom King. Yes. All right. Number two, best single issue or one shot beneath the, the dead oak tree by Emily Carroll from Short Box. Black Hammer's Cthulhu Louise by Jeff Lemire and Emmy Lennox from Dark Horse. No Better Words by Carolyn Nowak from Silver Sprocket. Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 310 by Chip uh, Zadarsky. I don't know what that issue was in in regards. And The Terrible Elizabeth Dumb Against the Devils in Suits by Erickson. Uh, translated by James Robinson from Image Comics. See, I go by titles. I like the terrible Elizabeth Dumb against the Devils yeah. in Suits. Well, I was yeah. gonna go Cthulhu. Uh, do you know that yeah. book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that Black Hammer book is is phenomenal. Uh, the, Jeff, Jeff Lamar is killing that thing, man. It was a lot of fun. Well, me and Kennedy say we like the terrible Elizabeth Dumb. And you two, who I guess know better than us. Say Black Hammer, but me and Kennedy are in charge, so th- that's two equal. That's two equal votes. Wait, do we have? A, we do so have Isaiah, an odd number. So Isaiah. God. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> mm, I, I like the name better of um, what the terrible the Elizabeth Dumb and the terrible suits or. What was the name? Yes. Yeah. The terrible Elizabeth Dumb Elizabeth. against the Devils and Suits versus Black Hammer Cthulhu Louise. Oh, that's just kind of clever. It's kind of fly, too. Yeah, that is kind of fly. We don't know who any of these creators if they're black. this is the... Uh, well, but, well Jeff, Lemire Jeff Lemire is not. Jeff Lemire is not. Should be voodoo, that 310 is... Uh, that fight, uh, Peter Parker. That's is that the one where he uh, where... Uh, You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, that's the one. I think that's the one where J. Jonah Jameson reveals that he knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. That's bull. Uh, no, that, that's actually pretty good. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, hmm. Well, if he always yeah, knew I, it, then it's stuff that should have come out uh, yeah, issues uh, before. Somehow. Yeah, the Jeff Lemire stuff was was a little bit better, but that was a good read. Yeah, the Jeff Lemire one is, is yeah, that's the one. Can is it get, Lemire or Lemire? This is Lemire. Is it I, Lemire? It Lemire. I always say, I just wonder, because you know how you see people's names, yeah. and you just, you Sam how you Sam. Yeah, exactly. Else, yeah, like, I, who? Who? Jeff Lemire. Which one Jeff did he Lemire. do? He did the, uh, the the Cthulhu Louise. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a better read. Okay, okay, Isaiah, which way are you going? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Cthulhu Louise. All right, Isaiah, he cast a vote, so it's um, Black Hammer. Cthulhu. Well, Fiona Louis. gets a vote. Oh, Fiona gets. A, oh, that's right, Th- Fiona. Get on that mic. Never been like a Lovecraftian person, but I do like Spider Man, so I'm like the odd one out. <laughs> well, that's like, fine. That's fine. Yeah, I had to go with Spider Man. <laughs> that's fair. But, but Black Hammer does get the 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 most votes, so that's where we're going. All right, because Dante doesn't get a vote. What is going on? Yo, he is like letting him rip. He's like. Did, did you listen to the show last week and said they had too much fun, so I got to remind them, <laughs> put my boot on their neck? It's like, what? That's crazy. Golly. All right, next one. Best continuing okay. series. Batman by Tom King. Black Hammer, Age of Doom 
Gasolina. Gasolina. Dámelo, Gasolina. Giant Days. The Immortal Hulk. Or one, Runaways. Does the Runaways have a lot of bra- black and brown people in it? No. What? One. one. And well, one. there's Asian girl, black boy, and I think that's it. David and Do any of those other titles have black or brown people in it? Um, Giant Days, I think, has a couple of brown people in it. I'm going, I I'm going, don't Batman. think so. That, that Tom King Batman stuff is magnificent. I was going to go Immortal Hulk. Yeah, I would go anywhere but Batman. Um, that Tom King Batman stuff is magnificent. You're on crack. <laughs> that, that book is so good. Oh, God. You're this on, is crazy. You're on that's the cool like book, Angel that's Dust like, Cracks. Swing that up at a yeah, it's the core. It's the core it's Batman the core. book. That it's, it's magnificent. It is really just it's, it um, is magnificent. You're on. Du- you haven't even read it. Dude. I have read it. <laughs> I have read it. You have. What's the last issue you read, Mister? I wait for the trade. What's the last one you read? The most recent one that I read was um, just. Oh, what was it? I I I, I can't remember. But they they lost me. They lost me. I, th- I think it, I think it's right in. His, it, he's just. Spinning his wheels. It, I, I find it to be boring. I'm sorry. The art's good, but his writing is boring. You're a crack. Mm, no, I'm not. I just know more than you. Uh, <laughs> Yo, guys, can you can you not fight in front of company? <laughs> <laughs> I need, and Fiona's like, what am I doing here? I didn't know that there was going to be batarangs and laser beam <laughs> shots in people's eyes. This is crazy. This isn't a normal fight. This is a Justice League fight. I need to go. I can't. I don't live in Metropolis. I'm not used to falling pieces of building and scattered cars and debris everywhere. I need to go. I just. I'm going to go back to Gotham where I only got to worry about is getting mugged. <laughs> don't go to a movie theater though. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got. All right, so Randy's saying Batman. Yep. What do you say, Ariel? Immortal Hulk. You said the Immortal Hulk. Um, good stuff too. I haven't read the Immortal Hulk. I, I've read Black Hammer. Black Hammer's good. I always wanted to look at Gasolina. I never checked it out. Gasolina. <laughs> I've heard good things about Giant Days, but I, I've heard good things, but I haven't actually read it. I haven't actually read it. Um, so, Fiona, you have any? When in doubt, Batman. Come on. <laughs> okay. Batman. I- Isaiah? Batman? Kennedy? I mean, at this point, does it even really matter? There's so many votes for the bat. Then Batman. Batman gets our vote. Sweet. Best limited series. X-Men Grand Design <laughs> Genesis. Sorry. That one. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Uh, that was by Bed, uh, Ed Pisker. Mr. Mir- Mr. Oh, what? Ed whom? Ed Pisker. Pisker. Poor kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I oh, I had a field day with that one. Mr. Miracle by Tom King and uh, Mitch uh, Jarrett. I'm for that one. Exit Stage Left, The Snagglepuss Chronicles by Mark oh. Russell. Oh, Eternity Girl. By Magdalene uh, Visaggio and Sony Liu, and Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. I would have given my vote to Batman White Knight if X Men Grand Design wasn't on here. I, I got to give it. Yeah, to Yeah, I'm going X Men Grand Design. That is a that has been fantastic. 
I, I'm rooting for Mr. Miracle. Yeah, I got. Uh, Mr. Miracle's good. I am going Mr. Miracle. All right, so that's two. So that's two for X Men, two for Mr. Miracle. X Men. X Men. Oh, okay. Three for X Men. Three for X Men. Um. Isaiah, he's saying X-Men too. X-Men, Grand Design, Second Genesis. There you go. Best new series. All right. I'm not going to tell y'all what to vote for, but I know what I'm voting for. <laughs> and that's what we're voting for. So- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just joking. I can't say now. Drunk with power. I'm suspicious that he's even really putting the real <laughs> Yeah, right, right. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. the screen yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, who whatever. knows what Len is doing over there? I'm serious. I'm serious putting it in our votes. Okay. Best new... <laughs> Quite okay. <laughs> Best new series: Skyward by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett, Man Eaters by Chelsea Kane, uh, Isola by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kirch, uh, Kersey. That's actually pretty good. Gideon Falls by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sarantino, Crowded by Christopher Sibella, R- Rostein, and Ted Brandt, Bitter Root. By Dave Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green. Yeah, that, that's bitter easy. Bitterroot. Bitterroot. That is easy. Done. That's such a good book. Bitterroot. Oh, man, that's fun. That's where my vote would have been. Um, all right, this one might be a little hard for us, so we might be going by the titles again. Best publication for early readers mm-hmm. up to the age eight. Johnny Boo and the Ice Cream Computer. Petals by Gustavo Borges. Peter and Ernesto, A Tale of Two Sloths. <laughs> this is a taco or Tiger versus Nightmare. Tiger versus, Tiger versus nightmare. nightmare. That was awesome. That was great. Really? I don't, I don't yeah. even know that. The Tiger versus Nightmare was really cute. Is it I a- just like the name and I like Soul Calibur. I'm the greatest nightmare. That just make me think of that. Yeah, Tiger versus Nightmare was really cute. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's see. Eisner Association is going to listen to the show and be like, we can't give these Negro passes <laughs> next time. Nope. Don't say that. <laughs> they should have never gave you Negroes votes. <laughs> Best publication for kids ages 9 to 12. Uh, Aquacorn Cove. Be Prepared. The Cardboard Kingdom. Crush the Divided Earth. The Divided Earth sounds cool. Yes. I like the Cardboard Kingdom. Those are the only two, but Divided Earth just sounds better. Divided Earth. Who wrote Divided Earth? Faith Aaron Hicks. There's a book on here I wish was on here. We, we can do a write-in. Oh, really? I was going to say Sweetie. Yeah. Sweetie is a yeah. fantastic book. Sweetie by Sean Dillon. Sean but, Dillon. But, but did that come out in time? Cause well, what's the cutoff? I mean, like... We're voting this now. Didn't Sweetie just come out? Uh, no, I mean, issue it's up, four it's just up came to out. It's up to four. Yeah. Okay, then I'll put out time. What yeah. about. Um, and I mean, he's self published first. Yeah, he's self published. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think Action Lab. It doesn't have is, to be through a major publisher, right? No, Action no, Lab is putting that out. Now. No, yeah, you're but right. He, but he, he self published it first. Because yeah. when, when he came to yeah. the shop, he had things that were like his. You were his, yeah, that's right. That's right. didn't have Action Lab on it. What'd you start to say, Kennedy? There's Vashti Harrison. Did a book recently called Hair Love, written by oh, Michael A. So Cherry, um, and it's an illustrated book. I don't know if they would consider it a comic book, but it's definitely illustrated. But that's the wrong because we're in nine to twelve. That's like a younger reader book. Yeah, is it? It is. Yeah, it's it's like a like a kids book. We actually just had it. It's really cute. 
It's for young kids? It's for younger kids. Can yeah. we do that instead of... <laughs> what did we say before? Tiger versus Tiger uh, Night oh, Rider. Randy's actually read it, so he said it's good. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, best publication for teens, ages 13 to 17. All Summer Long by Hope Larson. Uh, Gumballs by Aaron Nations. Middle West by Scotty Young. Narrow Way Book One, The Black Bull of Narrow Way by Kat Seaton. The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. And Water Snakes by Tony Sandoval. I must go Prince and the Dressmaker. Yeah, we we did get that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. All right. Best humor publication. Get Naked, Giant Days, Mad Magazine, A Perfect Failure, uh, Fonte Bukowski, number three, or Woman World. I get naked. Why get naked? Is that what you say? I said I like good get naked just because I like get naked. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that vote because I, I don't want this to time us out. That's why I'm trying to keep it. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Uh, best anthology, Femme Magnifique, Fifty Magnificent Women Who Changed the World. That was a cool book. It was, yeah. yeah. Puerto Rico Strong, Twisted okay. Romance, or Where We Live: A Benefit for the Survivors in Las Vegas. I'm going to go Puerto Rico Strong. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Best reality-based work. All the Answers, a graphic memoir. All the Sad Songs. Is This Guy For Real? The Unbelievable Andy Kaufman by Box Brown. Monk or One Dirty Tree? This I don't know, but One Dirty Tree. <laughs> I like the title. <laughs> I like the title. Yeah, that just sounds like the most interesting, to be totally honest. But me, if if I don't know any of them, I usually go by title or I look for the I look for the woman, and I vote for her. And that would be in this group would be all the sad songs by Summer Pierre. Well, let's do it. Cool. All right, best graphic album new. Bad Girls by Alex DeCampe and Victor Santos. Come Again by Nate Powell. Green Lantern, Earth One, Volume One by Karina Becco and Gabriel Hardman. Homunculus by Joe Sparrow. And My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And last, Sabrina by Nick uh, Dernasso. I'm going Ed Brubaker. Yeah, Brubaker and Uh. Phillips, they're hard to vote against. Green Lantern. It's my squad. I still haven't read Earth One yet. But Earth One is not like the Green Lantern you know. That's like the reworking of the yeah. Green Lantern. It's the core, baby, and brightest day and blackest night. But I, I'm not. I didn't read it, but I don't think it is the core. It's like it's like if he was not your Green Lantern, like they started him over a little bit. But I could be. Wrong. Which one are we going with? I was gonna say Green Lantern as well, but uh, so that's two for Green Lantern. Yeah. And we'll just stick with it. Yeah. Two for Ed Brubaker. Yeah, it's hard to vote against Brubaker. All my was all my heroes, heroes have been ju- have been junkies. junkies yeah. yeah. Then um, Fiona, you are the tiebreaker. Green Lantern. All right, Green hey. Lantern. Green Lantern it is. Look at Fiona. Fiona's drunk with power of day. <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> Green Lantern. Yes. Then y'all must be drinking the same thing. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, who's going to say it? Who's going to say it? 
<laughs> it's not gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun, folks. Oh, we're having a good time. <laughs> we're having a ball. All right. Uh, let's see. What's um, best writer? Alex DeCamp for Bad Bad Girls. Tom King for Batman, Mr. Miracle, Heroes in Crisis, Swamp Thing. Jeff Lemire for Lemire, excuse me, for Black Hammer, Doctor Star in the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, Quantum Age. Mark Russell for Exit Stage Left, The Snagglepuss Chronicles, Green Lantern and the Huckleberry Hound, Lex Luthor and Porky Pig. Kelly Thompson for Nancy Drew, Hawkeye, Jessica Jones, Mr. and Mrs. X, Rogue and Gambit, Uncanny X-Men, West Coast Avengers, When Did She Sleep? Um, <laughs> Give it to her just because she yes. put it. Yes. yes. Give it to her. That's one. All right. And, yeah, the, and the last one, just to name it, is Chip uh, Zdarsky for Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, at Marvel 2 and 1. Yeah, let's give it to Kelly. Sheesh. Yeah, and, and Mr. and Mrs. X is cute. It's a cute book. You said that was Kelly Kelly Thompson. What? what? Randy you people has out of your mind. He would say There's Tom nobody King. in the business better than Tom King right now. Nobody. Not even close. It's not It's not even close. And I like Kelly Thompson. It's not even close. But, he but I'm with you. Best writer slash artist. Sophie Campbell for Wet Moon. Nick Darnasso for Sabrina. Dave Lapham for Lodger. Nate Powell for Come Again. Tony Sandoval for Water Snakes. Jen Wang for The Prince and the Dressmaker. I'm going to say Sophie Campbell for yeah. wet, wet Moon. Yeah, I like that. I did like Wet Moon. Anybody, any other votes? Or keep it moving. I was going to say Jen Wang because I like that Prince and the Dressmaker. That yeah, was, it was pretty cute. good. Yeah. Best Penciler slash Inker team. Uh, best penciler slash inker or penciler slash inker team. So, uh, Matthias Begara for Coda from Boom Studios. Mitch Gerards for Mr. Miracle. Carl Kershaw for Isola. Sony Liu for Eternity Girl. Sean Phillips for Kill or Be Killed. My heroes have always been junkies. And Yannick Paquette for Wonder Woman Earth One Volume 2. Yannick Paquette. That Earth, yeah, that that Wonder Woman stuff was awesome. Did Mr. Miracle? But let's see, Yannick. Yannick Paquette Wonder Woman is beautifully drawn. I actually would give it to Sean Phillips, but how how do you spell his last name? Paquette, P A Q U E T T E. Gotcha. Let me see what his Wonder Woman looks like before. Oh my God! Yeah, his Wonder Woman is is awesome. Or was was that a oh my God of of celebration? Or I'm here for it. Um, but okay. I really liked the way Mr. Miracle looked, so now I'm torn. I did like Mr. Miracle, but I think I would give it to Yannick Paquette. No, I think I would give it to, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say Yannick Paquette, because I like the way this Wonder Woman looks. Any dissenting votes? Yannick Paquette it is. Best painter slash multimedia artist, interior. Uh, Lee Bermigio, Batman Damned. Car- Carita Lupatelli, Izuna, book two from Humanoids, Dunstan Nguyen, Descender from Image, Gregory Pansioni, A Sea of Love, Lion Forge, Tony Sandoval, Water Snakes from Lion Forge. 
Libre Mayo. Any other votes? Keep it moving. Best cover artist from multiple co- covers. Jen Bartell for Blackbird and Submerged. Nick Darrington for Mr. Miracle. Carl Kershaw for Isola. Joshua Middleton for Batgirl and the Aquaman variants. Julian Tedesco for Hawkeye and Life of Captain Marvel. I'm going Jim Bartell. Hmm. That's tough. Those Blackbird covers are really nice. They're beautiful. Those Blackbird covers are really nice. Yeah, Jim Bartell. Is is Blackbird, is that that kind of like oversized book? No, no, that's Amber Blake, I think, or Highest House. Okay. All right, so Jen Partell. Best coloring, Jordi Belair for Batgirl and Batman and The Divided Earth and Days of Hate, Dead Hand, Headlopper, Redlands, Shuri, Doctor Strange, Tamara Bovillian for Alien 3, Batman, Doom Patrol, Moon Girl, and Dinah's... Devil Dinosaur, Multiple Man. Nathan Fairbairn for Batman, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Earth One, Die, Die, Die. Matt Hollingsworth for Batman, White Knight, Seven to Eternity, and Witches. Or Matt Wilson for Black Cloud, Paper Girls, The Wicked and the, the, the Divine, The Mighty Thor, and Runaways. Oh, jeez. I would give this to uh, I would give it to Jordi Belair because she did Batgirl and did some issues of Batman I, Days of Hate Dead Hand Headlopper I love the coloring on Headlopper and I've looked through Shuri and Shuri did look great so I would give it to her Jordi Belair I, I, that third I, one I, I want to go Nathan Fairbairn because Die 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 is, is, a, is beautiful it is it is Weird and ridiculous, but it's gorgeous. And that's uh, the third one that you mentioned. Yeah, Chris Burnham did the art, but his colors on the colors on that are are ridiculous. Yeah, and 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 Fairburn did the Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two. Yeah, which is a beautiful book as well. Uh, any any um, commentary from you, Ariel? Um, I was gonna say I'd forget the name, but uh, Paper Girls. Oh, that would be Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson. Yeah, Black Cloud. He did Black Cloud. Black Cloud is good. And and The Wicked and the Divine is and another Wicked, book. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's a, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these people, no. actually. They're all dope because uh, Tamara Bonvillian, who did does Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Alien 3 and Doom Patrol, she's doing great work. This is this is really a pick em right here. <laughs> yeah, that's. So we've got to pick one. I've seen. Pick one, Theona. I like the second one. The woman you just said? Tamara. Yeah. Tamara Von Yeah. Yeah. And she did Shuri. Yes. No, she didn't do Shuri. Oh, she didn't do Shuri. Oh. She didn't do Shuri. Um, the, the first person, um, Jordi Belair, did Shuri. Oh, okay. No, this isn't. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. It's hard to pick. I know. It's a pick them, really. You get to the coloring. But we've got to pick. We've got to pick now. Got to pick, got to pick. On live radio. Okay. All right, now we'll go with um, the cover for Surrey. That would be Jordi Belair. Jordi Belair. Jordi Belair gets the square. There you go. All right. Gets the square. Nice one. 
All right, so we've only got we've only got uh, like one more to go through, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll be then our vote will be cast for the Eisner Award. All right, uh, let's see. Bring this up here. Okay, best lettering: Dave Aja for Seeds, Jeff Camp, excuse me, Jim Campbell for Breathless, Alex DeComp for Bad Bad Girls, Jared Fletcher for Batman Damned, Todd Klein for Black Hammer and Batman White Knight. Todd Klein has been lettering forever, forever, dude. My God. Forever, I has he ever won one? Because I want him to get one. I'm sure he's won before. All right, because yeah, <laughs> let's I, check. Yeah, he's been in What's the game. What's his name? For, Tom Klein. Todd Klein. Todd, Todd he's Klein. been in the game for a. He's been. Minute. I mean, like he he probably got the first Eisner. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how long he's been lettering. Oh my god, that dude has been in the game forever. Hmm. Actually, he probably won because that year, the first year that Marvels when Marvels came oh, out. Oh yeah, he's won before. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Because he was the letter on that. He's won both, both an Eisner and a Harvey. Yeah, he, 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 he's got He's it. good. He's chilling. Yeah, so he don't need it. Okay. Um, then the guy that did Damned. That's Jared Fletcher. Yeah. All right. I love that book. There ain't no chicken here, so I'm fine. Anybody, any votes? I'm fine with uh, Damned. Fletcher. Yeah. Best comics-related periodical. Panel, uh, panel times panel magazine, Lab magazine, Lab with two uh, two A's, Comicosity, the Columbus Scribbler, or Back Issue. Back Issue, of course. Yep. Circle gets the square. <laughs> Best comics related book. Comic book implosion and oral history of DC Comics, circa nineteen seventy eight. Drawn to Purpose, American Women Illustrators and Cartoonists, The League of Regrettable Sidekicks. Oh, oh my God, that book was amazing. Mike Grell, Life is Drawing Without an Eraser. Or uh, Yoshitaka Amano, the illustrated biography Beyond the Fantasy. Oh, dude, that's tough. The League of Regrettable Sidekicks is a great book. Oh I, my god! But I got to give it to amazing. me myself. I would vote for Drawn to Purpose. American yeah, I was going to say I'm a little torn between those two as well. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, you could not chronicle women illustrators and and their their contributions to 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 art. Never mind, you know, cartoons and comics enough because there's always somebody that you you've left out. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's who I would give the vote to. Seems legit. All right. Cool. Best academic. Oh, my God. They they, they get deep. Yeah, they get deep. Best academic or scholarly work. Between Pen and Pixel, Comics, Materiality, and the Book of the Future. Breaking the Frames, Populism, and Prestige in Comic Studies. The The Goat Getters. Jack Johnson, The Fight of the Century, and How a Bunch of Raucous Cartoonists Reinvented Comics. Incorrigibles and Innocence, or <laughs> Sweet Little C-Word, the graphic work of Julie Doucet. Hmm. And I say C-Word, it's spelled out. 
Actually, I believe it. I'm sure it has an asterisk. Actually, called sweet little sweet little c word. Yes, sweet little c blank and t. Hmm. Let's see what this looks like. This is academic work. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm here for it. I've never heard of an academic comic book, but let's see what's going on. I like the idea of... Um, Isn't this the one that Sheena won? She may have. She may have, yeah. Um, I like the idea of the goat getters because it's talking about how the cartoonists not only reinvented comics, but they tie it in with uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, a noted boxer from the early part of the century, uh, the 20th century, actually. Um, so I, I actually kind of, I, I like the idea of that. It's like unseen. Works yeah, and I'm looking at the art word of sweet little C word. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. I think the work's probably extremely important, right? Content-wise. Right. Visually, I, I, I can't get behind it. All right. Well, let's, well let's, let's go for the brother, Jack Johnson. The Goat Getters. Best Publication Design. There's only, t- there's only like three more. Uh, a Sea of Love, designed by Wilfred Lepano. The Stan Lee Story Collector's Edition, designed by Josh Baker. The Temple of Silence, Forgotten Worlds of Herbert Crawley, designed by Paul Keppel. Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition. Will Eisner, A Contract with God, Curator Collection designed by John Lind. That uh, the Strangers in Paradise drone was pretty dope. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There you go, Terry Moore. Best digital comic, Aztec Empire by Paul Guinan. The Fuhrer and the Tramp by Sean McCardle. I like the name. Uh, the Journey by Pablo Leon. The Stone King by Kel McDonald and Tyler Crook. And Umami by Ken Nimura. What you say about my mama? <laughs> you said the Stone King, Dante. Dante got excited for this. Yeah, stone I saw King. that. I saw that. I thought I noticed that at the corner of my eye. So you're Dante. You're familiar with the Stone King? Yeah, because it's, it's on Comicology. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope, folks. Yes, yes, yes. We haven't given uh, Dante his volume button there. Um, which which one we vote? Let's. All right, so let's go with. Yes. Dante. Yeah, yes. Dante. Yeah. Go. Give Dante voice to the voiceless. There you go. <laughs> you can see him on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to static in here. And Dante goes wild. All right, the last one. <laughs> quietly. <laughs> and Dante quietly goes wild. Best, last one. Best web comic. The Contradictions by Sophie Yanow. Lavender Jack by Dan Skate. Let's Play by Manji. Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe. I've actually uh, checked out that one. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, Tiger Tiger by Petra Erica Norland. Uh, I, I, Lore Olympus is, is pretty dope. We can write one in. We can write one in. We want to write in best web comic. Are we going to, are we going to write in either? I, I don't want to. What, what you want to write in? Um... Oh, geez. I just started following it, too. What, Batman's whiteboard? Sure. That's a webcomic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so okay with that. Sorry. Oh, I can't say no to that now. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. No. Let's I mean, do it. We could write in Bounce. Do it. 
We could, that's more of a web comment. I throw stuff in on Instagram. He he bounce our man Chuck. All right, I'm okay with that. Yeah, bounce. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down with uh, that. I, oh. But but Kennedy was actually legitimately coming up with one. Go ahead. I can't find it now. You know how like you just start following something on Instagram, and if you don't know exactly what the Instagram thing is called, right? You're just endlessly scrolling and hoping well, that your algorithm pulls did, it up. Did you like something of theirs recently? You can look at your likes. Aha! Here we go. How do I do that? Go. You got to go to settings. Oh, that's too much work. I just it's not it. too much work. It's like tap, tap. <laughs> she said it's tap, tap. It's two taps. <laughs> it's two taps. All right, because I definitely can't find it. Um, edit profile. Oh, dear God. Hurry up, because I'm, I'm, I'm typing out bounce. It? Did you bookmark it or anything? Because you can always just search through your bookmarks, too. I'm typing. I'm typing bounce. Don't type bounce yet. Okay. B to the O to the U. The the N, to the, the C, C to the, the e, e is bounce, baby. Is bounce. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then Chuck. Wait, stop. <laughs> Come on, you're killing me. Don't do this. Oh my god, Ariel. <laughs> How many triples does it oh work god. <laughs> Yeah, right? That's help. Account. We just I, post I've liked. Okay, I've, here we I've go. I've never made it without counting. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Oh, I've liked a lot of stuff, guys. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, that ain't my fault. But I got you there. Uh, it's this Facts. crappy Wi-Fi in here. That's what it is. The struggle net is real. Oh, God. <laughs> struggle net. I like it. All right. This is frustrating. Because I definitely And yet have. we love our home here at... W P P M L P. No better place. Philadelphia. We absolutely love it here. It has a lot of charm. Oh my God! I know I've. Okay, look. Oh, don't do this to me! Don't do this it's to not, me! I, I don't know anybody on these lists. We wrote people's <laughs> titles just because it sound cool. You gonna give me a hard time with that? But you don't let me get to do an actual thing. That's out. Pool. Hold the hold the hold the front door. Hold door. Hold door. Hold door. Hold door. Hold the front door. Hold or hold or hold or, because I definitely saw it in someone's, like it's just aha, Strange Planet. That's what it's called, Strange Planet, by Nathan W. Piles, but Nathan W. Pyle, Strange Planet. Piles with a Y. Yes. Pyle with no S or just. Nathan W. Pyle, P Y L E. Okay. It's it's a, a web comic about uh, a bunch of aliens who have somehow acclimated themselves to to human life here on Earth, and they're trying to, you know, navigate and stuff. Um, but it's cute because their, their syntax isn't quite what we're accustomed to. So there's a first date here, and one of them is like, gratitude for agreeing to this romantic sustenance appointment. <laughs> the other one goes, gratitude for purchasing sustenance for me. I've seen this. Yes. This, this being our first appointment, I am quite nervous, as am I. Uh, the crucial action is just exist as you. Okay, I will do this. But also, I am restricting bo all bodily f functions, as am I. It's just really like yes, it's adorable a interactions that we take for granted that they don't. Like, I have an abundance of acidic produce, so I added ingredients to create a sweet beverage. What's well, like brilliant? As the saying oft repeated goes, when nature gives you sustenance that is acidic, add sucrose. <laughs> nature does not always give us the sucrose that we want. Yes, we must assist nature. Just sweet little alien nerd stuff yes. that this man has published. You know, I, I really dug it. Personally, I've seen my Facebook 
flooded with comments straight from this. So I vote 100% yes. So Strange Planet by Nathan W. Pyle. That will be our right end for best web comic. Thank you. Okay. All right. So sorry, Chuck. We, we, um, we're going with Strange Planet, but if it's any consolation, I didn't get a vote either. So so it's fair. Oh, now I feel bad. No, it's fair. No, it, I I don't deserve a vote. I'm doing derivative Batman jokes. These are original people doing stuff. I'm fine. I'm fine. Trust me. When I when I get 50 people liking my thing, I'm happy. <laughs> so I'm dope. All right. Um, okay, so that's our Eisner ballot. Dope. For this year. All right. I like it. We'll see, we'll see how this goes down. Um, they'll be announcing the Eisners at San Diego Comic-Con. So we'll see, you know, whether or not our our people made it to the finish line. Right? Well, well done, Tribbles. Do you have a copy of our ballot in case we forget who we voted for? Oh, well, you you save it and then... Oh, gotcha. You know, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. All right. Yeah, because we will Because what, 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 what were we doing again? That's <laughs> <laughs> not like the person we voted for. Yeah, go ahead, dog. Oh, yeah. that's not. Oh, wait, that's not who we voted. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Whichever one comes on the show, that's the one we voted for. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so it, hey, it's supposed to be Saturday morning summer. Fiona, I hope you're having a good time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we will get down to Saturday morning stuff i promise you i promise you however right now it is the top of the hour i have been advised that we do not have a uh a reading selection we do not i apologize no that's okay hey, apologize to the to to the comic book world they didn't put out anything you know that you felt moved to to big up like that today so that's fine that's fine but i i'm i'm hoping to have something for you next week all right all right however we do also always have right here. Now, how very lucky you are to know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blah, 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 blah. welcome as your favorite auntie. Bringing you this week in geek history. Hey, Auntie. All right, June 9th, 1993. The motion picture Jurassic Park premieres in Washington, D.C. The highest grossing film in history at the time, the contributions of Jurassic Park to the field of special effects is perhaps as, as important as the original Star Wars movie 16 years prior. On June 10th, a whole bunch of stuff happened. Uh, Richard Allen founded the Bethel, the Mother Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church right here in Philadelphia in 1794. Then on June 10th, 1858, two ships head out to begin work on what will become the first operational transatlantic cable. That's right. Previous attempts at laying a transatlantic cable had failed. Hey, she's picky. Designed for telegraphic operation. Hey. The cable's run is completed on August 5th. And the first test message, the first test massage, is sent on August 12th. Uh, also on June 10th, in 1898, Hattie McDaniel, the first black person ever to win an Oscar, uh, the, her nomination being for Supporting Actress and Gone with the Wind in 1940, was born. That is June 10th, 1898. 
On June 13, 1983, the NASA space probe Pioneer 10 crosses the orbit of Neptune, becoming the first man-made object to leave the solar system. It was launched on March 2, 1972, towards the red star Aldebaran, which forms the eye of the constellation Taurus. The last contact with Pioneer 10 was on January 23, 2003. May she rest in peace. This Week in Geek History, brought to you by... It's your best friends, the Backyard Again. Who's up singing this song because it pisses Len along and I do it all the time. <laughs> all right, all right, enough of that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. This Week in Geek History, thank you very much. Um, also, what happened uh, this week, and I want to take this moment uh, especially, ladies and gentlemen, um, to thank all of you out there in Tribble Nation, as well as any co-missionaries, uh, Michelle missionaries out there who extended your thoughts and prayers and condolences to me and my family. Um, as some of you may, may know, I was not here last week because earlier in that week, my brother-in-law passed away very surprised, very shockingly, um, very suddenly. Um, and uh, I've been you know, dealing with, with that, with my family. We very recently um, laid my mother to rest. So with this following, not even like six months later, it's like or a little bit more than six months later, it's like really crazy. And as you can imagine, my older sister is going through it. The whole family's going through it. And all of your thoughts and prayers are very much appreciated, um, including those of all of my tribbles here who more than one and more than once uh, checked it up on me. I really appreciated that. Um, so I just wanted to uh, say thank you to each and every one of you for your thoughts and prayers. It was uh, very appreciated and uh, love you too. All right. You do not know how much I, I lean on you, you people. So that was really dope. You people? <laughs> I had to crack yeah. the joke. I had to crack the joke. Yeah, y'all. All y'all. All right. You guys? Use guys. All use guys right there. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, and, and uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it because it's a Saturday, mo Saturday morning summer, ladies and gentlemen. And Fiona is like, yo, this is all fun and the, you know, eyes no words and all this stuff. She's like, bruh. Bruh, dog. I, I came here to, to, to get my Smurf on. You know what I mean? So we're talking Smurfs. We are talking Smurfs. And, and Fiona, who, with all due res respect, Fiona, you know, you basically look like a Smurf. You know what I mean? Like you are, <laughs> you you are adorable. La, you know what la, I mean? La, 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 la. See, yeah. there you go. You sound you sound exactly <laughs> like a Smurf. Um. All right, it's, it's Saturday morning summer. We're celebrating Saturday morning cartoons. Um, for those out there, it was a thing. There was a time where Saturday mornings was the only place you could get cartoons. Um. And then shortly thereafter, it became after after school cartoons and all that type of stuff. Um, and Fiona, we asked you on here and she said, I, you know what? There's a bunch I want to talk about, but Smurfs is what keeps coming back to my head. Smurfs. But it was actually you guys did a great discussion last week all about Smurfs. So I feel like I don't want to harp on the same thing you guys talked about. But but that's yeah. fine. But but what's your experience with Smurfs? Like, well, growing up, like that was the one cartoon that even my parents, who was you know, they'll watch the TV and they'll say, okay, we'll watch this, and then they drift off to do something else. So that's one thing. Like my mom and my brothers, they would sit down and they would all enjoy watching with us. 
So, you know, it's like the little perfect little town with the little mushroom huts. <laughs> Everyone right, has a personality. Right, yeah. Yes. So that was one that my um, my mom especially will sit down and say, okay, I'll watch this merch with you. And she would follow along with it versus maybe some of the other ones who are like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And you go off and play. Right. <laughs> That's what y'all cool. watching in here? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, all right. I can dig. It. I can dig it. I, you know, m- m- I come around t- to the Smurfs in, in a weird way because my mother was um, a retailer. She was actually a, a, a buyer for an old, you know, out of business department store, Gimbals, here I- in Philadelphia. So when the Smurfs first came up, she bought for the children's clothing department. So when, when she heard word that the Smurfs TV, because, you know, she got word of this stuff early on, that the Smurfs TV show was going to be coming out and it was a big thing overseas and they thought it was going to be a big thing here. So for her department, she went and bought all this Smurf, you know, clothes and stuff. But she had to see how it looked on kids. So me and my twin sister, Aww. we were the guinea pigs. <laughs> You have to bring in photos from this time period. Oh, thankfully, there's none exist. None, (laughs) none exist. Um, Well, and and that's the other thing. Like she would bring home these samples to like try us, try on us. But you know, technically, she wasn't supposed to be. If you could have a vanity hat with the the little. I love how you whisper like she like. Nobody's gonna get in trouble now, (laughs) Lynn. Well, I mean, uh, so anyway, so we tried on all this Smurf stuff and. You know, even at that young age, then I was like, when did the Smurfs hit? Like 84, 86, something like that? Yeah, around then, about that time, yes. Yeah, and I wasn't that young at that time, you know, sorry to say. Um, but um, so I'm sitting there, it's like, Mom, I don't, I don't understand. Like, these blue things, get them off me, where's my Batman t-shirt? But... <laughs> But so I wore them and I was like, I don't, I don't know, mom. I don't see these being a hit. I do not see these being a hit, mom. The show came on. I watched it. I was like, okay, this is all right. I went outside. The next week, my block was blue. Everybody <laughs> had blue Smurf sneakers, Smurf t-shirts, Smurf this, Smurf that. It was everywhere. It exploded. And the beautiful thing was, because my mom beat the trend, Gimbal's was the only store in town that had Smurf stuff. Oh, nice. So you she see? she made... She was, she was good at her job. Oh, she made mad loot. She lo- she, my mom went to her grave still talking about, I, I know about them Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> you see this but house? That show was Smurf. big. That show really was big. You know, you, you had many generations sitting down to watch the Smurfs. You know, young kids, older kids. My... I have two older brothers, and they're like 11, 13 years older than me. So they would sit down and say, oh, let's watch the Smurfs and be just as fully engrossed as someone who was like five and six and seven. So Really? Yes. Yes. It's a cute little show. You know, they're like the perfect little society. And then you have, you know, your cranky neighbor. <laughs> Gargamel. Gargamel coming in there with his cat, you know, ruling the perfect Azria? little. Right? Ruling the perfect little utopia. It's, and you think about it. You have like a little community that's supposed to be the perfect utopian society and you can't really have that when you have the outside world saying, you, you can't do that. <laughs> and all the challenges and conflict that have ensued after that. But that's yeah. true. That's true. 
I, I almost feel like the Smurfs is like the, the cartoon version of M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or, Don't go into the forest. Or the forest. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village is the real live action version <laughs> of the Smurfs <laughs> since the Smurfs was first. Okay, true enough. True. True. Very true. Very true. I did not know that the Smurfs were originally overseas a comic book. Yes, yes. It was. I don't even know the like um, the <laughs> European name. I can't pronounce it. I'm going to butcher the that. Strumps. The Strumps. Strumps. The Strumps. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that perfect like little society. And then then it's. If I always found it interesting that they, you know, Gargamel was always someone with like, the darker hair who's intruding into this perfect society. So I don't know if that was the cartoonist trying to make a commentary of. Maybe the Eastern European grow up migrating into their perfect. Mm. So uh, I, I can see there was some labor, uh, labor layers there. there. Yeah, but yeah, even his like uh, like Gargamel's uncle was like Baltazar. I mean, come on, you can't get anything more. So I, I can see how they were layering different like uh, metaphors and theories, and but still making it a friendly children's show. And I, I kind of picked that up more afterwards. You know, I wasn't watching that at five saying, yeah, this is a commentary on society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Now, it's interesting you do that because in the wake of the Smurfs, you had other shows that, you know, tr tried to, you know, capture that same flavor. The Snorks. Uh, the, the Snorks, um, which Kennedy thought actually was maybe a, a deeper show than the Smurfs. Get it? Because it's about water. No, <laughs> I said it was slightly more cerebral. In yes. that the, the storytelling with the storytelling. Yeah, Smurfs was very kind of cookie cutter after school like It was the safe fair. It was definitely made for that very small demographic, but it was drawing a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas Snorks, I think well, I don't want to say they were old. They were like students, right? They were high school yeah. kids yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. neighbors. Um, so it, you, the, the setting was a little bit different, right? It was a little bit more the structure was a lot more focused than yes. the Smurfs. That was very broad, like, here's our society, here's what we do. There were older Smurfs, so, that, you know, they had different situations, different problems they would encounter, and they would have to solve it. So it's like... They had know, more than one woman. Yes, true. Yeah, 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 true. yeah true. True, yes, definitely. That's what I remembered. Well, yeah. because the whole thing is Smurfette was made by Gar uh, Gargano, Gargano, right? right? Yep, she wasn't really... To a, foil them, yes. yes. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, the Snorks definitely was kind of... An older generation, not older, but like, you know, here you got like a third grader talking about, oh, there's the fifth graders walking around or so. So, yeah, it was definitely an interesting one. Yeah. Um, they got into um, like their, their, their toils, their trials and tribulations were they were they weren't, you know, epic sagas. Right. No one's no one's it's not a Tolkien novel. Get it by any stretch. Right. right. But it and, and while it was still structured for a younger demographic, I feel like there were still layers to it that were that were prevalent. But that production was mainly the U.S. versus us acquiring a story and then divide, making something kind of American. Right. So yeah, I think there's you can see there it's like a change, and sometimes the the cartoons and anime I love always seem to be coming from other places, whether it's a, a French production doing with a, a co-production with American or from Japan to America or Canada or so. I always seem to like like those stories. And when they bring it here, I kind of enjoy them more. Like David the Manone was another one would be the same like age group. But that was definitely an environmental message behind it. Mm. Yeah, David the Gnome, that was a great show. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and watch it now and be like, 
I love the story when I was a kid, but now I sit here, I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, that little baby goat had a, a piece of metal in it because the, they were irresponsible with the farming and ate the metal there. Or the little uh, gnome girl, she had pesticides on her fruit, and now you have to be careful what you eat. If your mom, dad didn't put it on your table, don't eat it. So yeah, it was definitely environmental. It, was, it definitely had a purpose, mm -hmm. but was a friendly way of actually sharing that message to a broad audience without saying, I'm going to get on my soapbox and beat you over the head. Very true. <laughs> That's what I think. I think of David the Gnome every time I count. <laughs> because yes. there's an episode where a, mo a mother duck keeps losing track of her chicks but they're all different colors yes. and there were three different colors there was like yellow blue and red or something like that and there were three of each so she could only count to three so he put them in three groups of three so that she would easily be able to tell oh, somebody's missing um and so whenever i count i think about yeah i think about David, and that, that duck would be like wow where'd my kid go yeah. <laughs> oh but man i love david i mean there was a story um you think about it when they opened the very first episode it was like it's if you look at it now, it's it's my crib. It's a reality show. Hey, let me show you my brand new home. Mm -hmm. This is where the gnomes live. Let me tell you everything about gnome culture. And you can film it now as as an MTV Cribs version of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yes, it's like he's like I'm bringing you, the viewer, into my world, and it's actually done as. It's, look, to me, it seemed like the prototype for most of those reality shows that came after. It said, let's do something like this, but in reality versus, oh, they did that in the cartoon. Say, this is how our story device, how we get the public in to see the world of the gnomes. But it, it's funny watching, sitting back and watching that now. <laughs> do you know what David the Gnome is? I, I literally have it, it no idea what yeah, you're talking about. It was a Nickelodeon yeah, show. Because I think yeah. it was a Nick Jr. show. Way well, yeah. early. Yeah. It was the same times. So you had uh, Maya the Bee and yeah. uh, the mysterious Lost Cities of Gold that I love. Oh, my oh, God. Children of the Sun. I See, just wanted, I wanted just a gold up. plane. The plane yes. would only fly when the sun was up. So sometimes they would be like running from somebody who was after them but yes. it was dark still so they couldn't leave in the plane oh that was a and that's good a, that's show. a tragic story because he lost his father while they were going to well the story is about like them going trying to find the uh, peruvian city the lost city of gold el dorado and he's a boy trying to find his father but the other people's like oh no you're going to help us find this city because your father found that city and i have to say it's all brown faces all brown fingers inca was the girl inca, yes it was a group of three and they would go on adventures trying to find the lost city of gold they're not after the gold they're trying to he's trying to get home she's trying to get home he's trying right. to find his father mm -hmm. and i so, forget what's their friend uh, uh i forget his name but i for, but they, there's like another friend and uh, for, oddly enough like it was available on like amazon or something yes because i was like i know that's not what i think it is and it was when the so internet might still finally be up. came out i was like where can i find this and when yeah. the youtube was like where can i find this and you can find like the trailer or a commercial or a snippet and now amazon finally has it not to plug amazon but amazon finally has it for yeah. like the the standard edition on sale and I was like, i'm buying that series the whole series yeah. and i feel like like the what was it the noozles the noozles with yes. the, the koala bears like i feel like that was all the same time that's when i was like knee deep in, in yes. nickelodeon you had what 
Sandy, Blinky, and Pinky. Yeah. And Pinky was a straight up gangster. She was. Pinky she was did not like Sandy at all. Which <laughs> <laughs> all right, the new, you don't remember any of these shows? The Noozles, you lost me with the Noozles. Because well, yeah. they look like toys until you. Until you nuzzle their nose and then they wake up. Oh, really? I don't yeah, know. No, man. Yeah, what, now, what what year are we talking about here? This is 90-something, right? No, the well, it was the 80s. 88. Really? Yeah, because I was like... Nickelodeon was a thing in the 80s? Yeah, I was, yeah, oh, I was yes. like six. They used to acquire... Yeah, they used to acquire the cartoons from around the world because they had nothing. Yeah, they didn't have like their yeah. own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ah, and that okay. was when you could uh, the, the fairy tale one. The remember the prince. girl would fly. Yes. Remember the fairy tale stories? And I just remember like the dancing princesses. That yes. was one of my favorites. Um, the lost little prince. That's like a touching story. You know, yeah. he would have to slingshot and catch a uh, flying star, and he would travel around and have adventures. Well, yeah, Maya the Bee, uh, David the Gnome. Uh, I remember David the Gnome and Maya the Bee. This Noozles thing is losing me. How yep, do we yep, spell? Yep. How do we spell this? I have uh, to find N O O Z L E S, I believe. Oh, that's why I can't find it. So, N O O Z. So literally, there was a. Uh, they have a ship that has a uh, sunken ship that they pull up at the. I guess in Australia, and they rise it up and they say, "There's a, a carton here," and they're like, "Oh, this is the only thing left. Everything else is trash, and we can." But here, let's see what this carton is. And then they said, oh, we'll send it. It has a postmark. It goes to this family. So like 38 years later, this woman says, my husband, who was a, um, you know, he was studying koala bears in Australia, and he went missing. He said he would send me something special. And they're like, well, here it is, 38 years later. They opened really? up the crate, and it's a koala bear. But they're like, oh, this I don't know how this survived. It's a, you know, perfectly... Um, believable koala bear but they're like this is a toy what here sandy you can have it this was the last gift my husband gave to me but you can have it and the little girl is so happy and she's literally like that teenager like latchkey kid because the mom's like okay i'm gonna go take your mom back home and i'm gonna use you, you fix dinner and she's like oh i love this new koala bear Just hugs it uh, nuzzles the nose and all of a sudden the koala bear comes to life and they wow. can yes yes Noozles, also known as the wondrous koala blinky, blinky yes. is a 26 episode anime by nippon animation originally re released in japan in 1984 depicts the adventures of a 12 year old girl named sandy and her koala friends blinky and pinky who are from the extra dimensional realm of koala wala land yes oh wow i, I didn't realize it was anime it is, yes. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know what anime was back then. Yeah, it um, it aired in in the like United 88. States on Nickel Nickelodeon from November of 1988 yes. to April of 1993. Yes, and that was a great story. The, the um, Pinky, the little sister to Blinky, had a, the magical like lipstick that she would do magic. She always flew. She had a compact that she could... Let Sandy fly. I forgot about the compact. I remember yeah. the first episode. She's like, I don't like this kid, and she's t keeping you from coming home with me. So I'll let you guys float up to the moon, but I'm going to close this compact and watch you fall. Like, that will teach you a lesson. <laughs> and she was going straight up murder a little girl because <laughs> she's like, wow. I don't like you. But then, okay, I think you're cool now. I shouldn't have done that. But yes. They would have the little hats where they would put on so she would go into koala walla land and pretend to be a koala bear. Yeah. And they were like, you're a really tall, thin koala bear, but I guess you belong here. <laughs> you remember a lot. I don't remember yes. all of 
I mean, I remember once you said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember the hat. I remember the compact. Yeah, you little button nose. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, it says here that the show, you know, it, it uh, usually aired 1 p.m. on weekdays. So this true, is why people true. on uh, uh, Fans of Saturday Morning are maybe not familiar with it. Um, and it was immediately followed by another koala-themed cartoon. Do you know the name of that cartoon? If you say Quickie Koala. No. All right, good. It was The Adventures of the Little Koala. Another anime. Yes. Uh, Another anime um, that they don't tell me any information. What in the hell have koalas ever done to warrant three cartoons? Koalas are terrifying. Yo, and they spread herpes. Your face off. Herpes? <laughs> Not herpes. I'm sorry. I misspoke. I misspoke. Not herpes. Syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up, it's syphilis. Because they're. You want to share this eucalyptus? No. Oh my God! I had to look this up. I remember this one too. Yes. Yeah, I used to watch this. But the, I always I fall back to Noozles. That one was, of course, adventures out everywhere. But I fall back to Noozles. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Thing. Cute. Yeah. yeah, I dare you to hold a koala. I dare yeah. you. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah. I mean, tear your whole face off. But dude, technically, they say or that. Or give you syphilis. <laughs> okay, koalas. Koalas might they they might you know infect you. Um, pandas might kill you. Uh huh. However, they're both cute. D- no, have you ever seen a koala in the rain? <laughs> Have you seen a koala in the rain? <laughs> yeah, wet koalas are disgusting. I mean, All you see is matte fur and claws. Yeah, black claws. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, wet koalas are disgusting. Like, Have you ever seen Randy in the rain? <laughs> yeah, that, that's even worse. He looks way better than a wet koala, let me tell you. Okay, maybe. You know, it's arguable. I mean, nobody said you should be touching it, but it is cute. No. In an animated form. No. True. Are, no, I think it's cute in a real form. I'm not trying to touch it, though. I don't have anything against a, a koala, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, yes, that's that's um, should have been in like, the last. That's, that looks like a puppet. That, that is not a real. That's, that's a real thing. A Alien real versus predator versus koala. versus koala. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the untold story of the yeah, this is not we'll, a happy marsupial. Yeah, I think we'll tear your whole face off. All right, can we show that to YouTube? That so is that crazy. Can, yeah, yeah, put that on, on the, on the YouTube camera. Too many camera. cameras. There's a camera right there. Oh, because I can't. Yeah, they got to remember it, ladies and gentlemen. That, we gotta, yeah, we're streaming right. here. All right, so that, like, nothing wrong with wet koalas. I mean, Shoot. You, dude, that's 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 what hell Okay, was Okay, but that's Stallone a real. Stallone and all the strikes in there tried to take that out. Looks who's still standing, the koala bear. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm curious because this thing looks like the gatekeeper in a movie <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but that's but that's not that's not Blinky or Pinky or the little koala, you know. So okay. it's totally different. So if we want to steer it back to Saturday morning, I would get up with my brother every Saturday morning at six a.m. Now NBC, CBS, ABC, all their cartoons start around seven. That's o'clock. true. That's true. I would get up on Saturday morning at like five thirty, six a.m. to watch like a local channel forty-eight in the Philadelphia region to catch 
Robotech. Again, another uh, Harmony Gold production. Yeah, it was a magnificent yep. show. Oh my gosh. It, here, I don't know, maybe it's because it's very American to take so many desperate different stories mm-hmm. and then call it one thing and say, hey, now we're going to make something totally new. But they literally took three separate stories to right. create the macro saga. So, um, But I, I love the original with... Um, Lin Min May and Rick Hunter mm-hmm. and Lisa and I definitely was feeling that jungle love, jungle fever for Claudia and oh Roy Fulker. <laughs> Roy Fulker. Oh, oh my, my gosh, Ace Pilot. I cried when he died. That was a tragic story. That broke they, my heart. And they showed it. You know, you see Claudia saying, "Okay, I understand your pain, Lisa. That the boy you kind of like is not here, but you know, I'm actually grieving for someone I lost." Um, but that story. Uh, from like the very first episode to you know even the various other iterations, I mean um, Carl Masick you know probably did so many different scripts for that version. And took like the Southern Cross mm-hmm. and then like the Sentinels and put them all together to make this one series, and I was amazed because you know he writes some great stuff. He worked with like Suki Levy and Hami Sivan for things like um, Cops, which was another Saturday morning show. Yeah, yes. Cops was. Awesome. Now you're speaking Ooh, Randy's language. Yes. That boy's what you want. Not that one? No. no the cops no. was about this like this group of cyborg City. Uh, yes. co- uh, police officers. And the, the lead dude was a black dude. Yes. Um, I forget his name. He, um, uh, best. Was he was Bulletproof. Yeah, Bulletproof. That was bulletproof. his name. Yeah, that was a great show. I used to oh love that show. If anyone was going to play, it was it have been Lawrence Fitzburn 20 years ago. Like yeah. circa 1990. Yeah. Would have been he would have been the perfect Bulletproof. Yes. That show was awesome. That was a great if show. Catching or casting hardtop, you gotta get like uh, Captain America. You gotta get Chris Evans because yeah. he was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the squarest jaw dude in the world. Yeah, I used to love that show, man. That was a show with the great like the theme song. You yeah. Know. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, favorite Robotech, uh, Robotech Masters and Trotty or the Invid. I do like the the Invid saga, but I. I have to say the those Entrotis. Zentrati, it's a classic. Yeah. Sorry yeah. not to backtrack here, but cops. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a synopsis for those of us who missed it. Cybernetic officer, police, something, whatever the acronym is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, a team of specially enhanced policemen fight crime in the year 2020. Yes. Oh, crap. The yeah. future. The Next future. Year. <laughs> Next year. I'm curious about the cast. Let's see if I know any of these folks. In the year 2000. Oh, no. I don't know what anything. A lot of great. You've heard. Oh, Tab of the Saint Germain. Yes. Um, Tony Oliver was in it. I mean, he does. No, he probably did like some of the script work for some of it. You said the lead was a black person. I don't yeah. see no black people in his cast. Oh, y'all. but the, but the, but animated. The animated. Animated. Yeah. animated. Mm. And that was a Saturday morning one, but yeah, you had great show. The rogues gallery for both the lineup for the cops and the villains were amazing. I mean, you had like Big Boss. You had bad vibes. We literally had a brain crystal skull. Yeah. Um, um, Mr. Meaner was this like European wrestler woman mm-hmm. who would literally flip cars, and <laughs> they had an incredible rose gallery. Like. They, there was a comic of that that uh. Yeah, I remember short lived. Parish right? Collins, wait, not Parish Collins. Um, oh, uh, what's the guy? Pat Broderick. Yeah, Pat Broderick. Yeah, Pat Broderick did that book. Cops, the Central Organization of Police Specialists. Yeah. Was released by Deke. 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 Oh, Deke. Oh, it's my favorite friend. My best friend, the Deke. <laughs> yes, this uh, uh, ran from 1988 to 1989. 
focused on a team of highly trained policemen attacked with protecting a fictional Empire City from a group of gangsters led by the big boss. The taglines for the series are fighting crime in a future time. And then when they went to battle, it's crime fighting, fighting time. time. <laughs> <laughs> that show was also, and I started realizing I was following like studios. Like Deke did a lot of things. Oh, oh Deke does so much. Oh, let's talk about all the Deke. Oh my goodness, there's so much Deke <laughs> everywhere. Oh, my, Deke. This Deke is so very busy. He's <laughs> <laughs> always clocked in, this Deke. Yeah, I know. He never clocks out. He's always on time. He's always working. <laughs> always. Every Every morning, it's dig, dig, work, dig, dig, work, dig, work. When I come home from school, dig, dig, dig in the morning, dig in the afternoon, dig after school, like <laughs> after, <laughs> after school special with dig. <laughs> there were sometimes. I, I got to say, like, maybe three, four hours. All I had was D. <laughs> Keep me entertained. It was Oh, you can never have enough D. Dragon Ball Z lineup. Yeah. There was a time when Sailor Moon was on Saturday morning, so I'm counting this as my Saturday morning cartoon. That's like, true. That's true. It was. And I it feel was. that even I still have a special place in my heart for that version that was the first aired American version. And oh, that's right, a right, show right. that could grow with you. So as yeah. you get older and you watch the uncensored, uncut, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, oh. So that's not the story I saw, but it, it grows with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why her shirt, her skirt was so short. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. When it first hit, when Sailor Moon first hit, and I think it was on either uh, Kids WB. It was or, WB at the time. Right. Um, and you know they totally like redubbed the stories to yes. make them to make them like you know passable for kids. They're competing with Foss because at the time, by the time WB decided to start airing cartoons, well, when WB came with the WB. At the time, it was just ABC, CBS, and Fox got in the game in the early 90s to start doing yeah. cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, well, we can fill in that void. And they started saying, well, this anime thing is a is something interesting. Let's bring this over here. Well, there was a time on Saturday morning, and I'm sure Isaiah can definitely chime in here, where it was warring animes yes. on Kids WB and on Fox. Because yes. from Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Pokemon. Yes. The Pokemon was like the the killer. I mean, uh, they were just warring war back to back to back. And but I, Fox still had X Men, so that's where I watched every single week. Well, back to, <laughs> Fox had Bat Batman, Batman animated series and X Men, and but they realized like, yo, we gotta get some anime. We yeah. gotta get, we gotta get some anime because people were like, you know, like the X Men and Batman. They ain't making Yo, no new I episodes. God, that Batman was on Saturday morning yes. too. Every yeah, that's Saturday where it started. Morning. Saturday morning. It was nineteen ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, bro. Yeah, was where it started? Yeah, it was an afternoon thing. No, no, no. It started. It started in the morning. Reruns started after school. Yeah, yeah the reruns. But it was a Saturday morning. <laughs> yep. Because I remember when Batman first started, they aired the first episode ever was in prime time that's how big a thing it yes. was uh, but then you had to continue it on Saturday mornings but that's how big it was. They aired it in prime time, and people, like kids, were coming home, like, no, we are watching this, mom. Like, excuse me. I'm like, no, we're we're watching Batman. I remember that moon. I was saying, oh, they're just biting off Thundercats because I watched Thundercats in prime time, and yes. they watched it every morning and every weekend. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real talk. That's real talk. Um, Isaiah, like, back in those warring anime times, yeah, yeah. right? Like, how did, how. 
did you set up your TV? I bet you were just flipping back and forth. Oh my God, I was flipping back and forth. So it always it would always start off my eyes. Right, so me and my uncle get the bowl of cereal. We all right. First things first, Dragon Ball Z. I'm I'm rocking out to rock the dragon always. Follow up, get that Sailor Moon. Cool. And then I think it would hit about 8 a.m. and it's like, all right, I gotta see some Pokemon. I have to, because Pokemon was just running the gambit at that point in time. That's true. I was. need to see Pikachu. I need to see Ash and his friends do silly things, get in adventures. Cool. Then I'll flip on back. And then after that, I get my duel on with Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. And then after Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm like, I'm going to flip right back, because then they had Digimon. So it was That's just back was and the forth. That's the other one. Yes, back and Digimon. Forth. Yes. Yeah. And Digimon was huge. And then that started the whole, oh, Pokemon's better at Digimon. I'm just like, I'm just going to like yeah, both and right. do my thing. You're right. Because I think at one time, because you know, that was prime time for my daughter mm-hmm. as well. And it was like Pokemon, Digimon was like running neck and neck. Exactly. Like, and yeah, they were like competing against each other, like neck and neck. And then, yeah, it really it started like, well, you're either going to choose. I'm going to get the Pokeball or I'm going to get this Digivice. It was one or the other, man. You had to choose your squad. You had to choose carefully. Sometimes it changed throughout the years because some seasons of Pokemon just were not good, while Digimon would just keep heating up and getting better and better in different forms of Digi-Evolution and all new Digimon started coming out. So... I hated Digimon. <laughs> See, yeah, me too. And you're probably a Pokemon person. No, I wasn't a, Poke- no, I wasn't a Pokemon two. person either. But Digimon got on my nerves yeah. in a way that I can't even. It was like a weird Tamagotchi like, came to yeah, life. It's just like, shut up! Now he becomes Kokotumon. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I was just, I was just over it. Hey, over it's it. It's all good. It I'm wasn't sorry. For you. I know it's that's totally your, I know fine. that's your world. It wasn't for you. I was actually more of a Pokemon person. Oh, okay. I was more of a Pokemon person. And I, it's okay. I liked Yu-Gi-Oh myself. Yes. <laughs> And I don't yes. know if that was ever Saturday morning, but I know it came it was. on after it school. Was. It, it was Saturday morning, Because yeah. I would watch it after school. Yeah, it would uh, and I would just and, I, and it, Again, not something that I set out to watch, but I was like, what is this show? And then, you know, you you get used to it now. It's like, oh, I'm watching it. And I, I really would tune into Yu-Gi-Oh! But that was the only one that I ever got into of that kind of game-related TV show. Yeah, I would watch the cartoon and maybe not play the card game. And that was the time when like, I came back to watching cartoons because I remember when they finally decided, back in like in the early 90s, they were like, oh, 92, NBC said, I'm not doing any more cartoons. That's and right, I, yeah. And I felt some kind of way. I honestly <laughs> thought like, he, for me, I was probably around t- like 9, 10, and I said, well, we're not playing cartoons. And then you had like, you know, maybe your real Ghostbusters, or you had your new kids on the vlog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, these cartoons were for like a little bit older kids. Is this is this trying to tell me something? Am I supposed to grow up now? Fine, I'll watch your your young adult team. Wait, wait, there was a new kids on the block cartoon? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, never, I never understood it. Yeah, Biscuit it was their bodyguard. It wasn't for me, I don't think. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't it for me. It wasn't for oh, me. Oh, oh, no, you have to. No, because I, I remember being in school, so just not even just a cartoon, just them. Like, of course, I remember New Kids on the Block. And, they you know, I, I went to a school where I was one of very few spots. <laughs> and so, you know, I my classmates loved them very much, and I just never got it. I said, I don't get it. Oh, Joey and all that. Oh, I my don't gosh. get it. Oh. Yes, no, that was. Fiona got it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I never got it. I'm sorry. Well, I really felt like in like the early 90s, I was like, okay, maybe this is television. This must have happened to everyone. I turned to my brother and said, did they take away cartoons when you got like into double digits? They're like, no. I was like, oh, okay, mom, dad, did they take away cartoons? They're like, no, this is kind of new. I was like, 
fine. But so then I started like reaching out and looking at other things. It's like, well, I'll watch cartoons for older kids. And I was getting into the anime. And I'll still highlight like my uh, passion for the Thundercats. You know, that oh. is an amazing story. But Who's your favorite Thundercat? Oh, come on. Chachara. Okay. Chachara. Come on. Represent. It's a homegirl. <laughs> but that's a story that's an amazing story. If you think about it, when they're escaping their dying planet, being chased by aliens that want to destroy them, you have the little boy prince and Jaga. It's like, I'm going to save my people, and I'm going to get you guys to a new place. And I'm going to put you all in cryo station, but someone has to pilot this ship. So he put his, his son, the heir of Thundera, into the little cryopod, and after like 50, 60 years, and they finally find New Earth, the third planet from this Milky Way <laughs> galaxy, they finally found New Earth and landed. Jaga is dying at the controls. And young little Lionel is in the little um, cryo case. But when they crash land, it breaks. So he was 12 years old when he gets in there. And at the time they come out, he's like 25, adult man, but with the mindset of a child. So, you know, he ran that, that team as, you know, with the purity of like a child, the innocence, and sometimes the same gullibility. And that's what the, you know, <laughs> you know, Vulturman and Slytherin and all of them would like, you know, plot against. But that, yeah, that's so, was, that was something that I would be a poignant team meet every Saturday and every time it reruns after school. <laughs> Yeah. Have you watched Thundercats since then? I did attempt to get into the Not remake. the reboot. The re I mean, watching the original episodes. Oh, since yeah. Then. Anytime it would come on. Absolutely. If I could find it. I uh, have the two. first two seasons on DVD. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I tried yeah. to rewatch Thunder Guys. Th Thunder Guys? Thundercats. <laughs> Thundercats, guys, relatively recently. And I kept nodding. That pacing yeah. that slow was much slower than I remember as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, but we're used to more now. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, it's it's dated. It's definitely dated, but it's well, um, the the. I don't know if I would call it dated. Maybe the animation style the animation is certainly is definitely that running and that. You know how when they run and then yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what sound effect that was, but the running was always the same. Whether um, you're watching He Man, Shira, Thundercats. I, I just remember loving Thundercats coming up. Like, that was my jam. I wasn't a G.I. Joe kid. I was a Thundercats kid. Yeah. I would turn G.I. Joe off. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to see that. What? Yeah. I hated G.I. Joe. It's like, why? That was the one-liner, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah, I've gone back and tried to watch it again. It's a little slow. The reboot's not bad. The reboot's yeah. good. The, the, I the, really like The liked first it. reboot. What? Oh, not the crazy animated the, not one. The, no, not, not the that, kid not, one. Not that weird one. Not like that. But there's the, another the one. Book yeah, of there's Omen one ones. where they look really cartoonish and silly. Oh, that one. Yes. But but I'm I'm talking about the one you're talking about, which right. was like maybe was that like ten years ago? At this point, probably. Yeah. Wow, wasn't that long wow. ago? Now? Not not quite ten. Yeah, because it was, it's been within. The, but at least within, five. Within yeah, I think it was like triple, triple triple life. Twenty fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Cartoon Network. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that that was cool. That actually was very good. That yeah, actually story-wise was great. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it and I liked the character design. I liked yeah, the mythology they were building up. You know? Yeah, like, like I was going to say, the story it was actually maybe a, a little bit better, stronger uh, um, than the original. Which, yeah, which yeah, the, the thing I really wanted from that was I really wanted, I really wanted a, a Thundercats, Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks crossover oh. from that. So bad because you saw they were built into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because you like there was an episode that had Monstar. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And just all they were they were trying to do it, and I was, I I would probably give up one of my kids. For, no, yeah. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. But that's like doing like that lunatic storyline, and that's when I finally said, okay, um. I get it, but I didn't. I wasn't on board with the lunatics as I were when they were, you know, the ever mutants mm-hmm. fighting against the Thundercats. So, but that would have been amazing if they did that crossover, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I just, just to see Hotwing again. Hotwing. Yes. Yes. Hotwing was the, <laughs> <laughs> the black dude on Silverhawks. His name was Hotwing. Yes. Bruh. Yes. Yes. That I was his name. This. They're all birds. That They're was all his birds, name. birds, but you know he's the chicken wing. So no. he was hot wing. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Y'all are playing with me, right? No, no, no. We're not. looking at that. No, not. the black dude on he, Silverhawks. If you was hot if wing. you see the character design, it actually is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, because cool. all the rest of Silverhawks were silver, but he was like he had like this bright gold armor. It was it, yes. it like conceptually it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, Kennedy the, is not pleased. The kid's name was Bluegrass. Yes. What bluegrass, <laughs> bluegrass had a space You've guitar. Never seen Silverhawks. Oh, oh dude, silver I remember it, but I didn't watch it. Wings of silver, arms of steel. Silverhawks, partly metal, partly real. Silverhawks. Is that implying that metal isn't real? <laughs> I don't know. Why is the Negro's name Hot Wing? <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> because what in the haberdasheries and hemoglobins <laughs> is going on here? Because and his blood was hot. Because sauce. Yeah. the 80s. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's what to see the look of her face. <laughs> F O H. Yeah, I used to love that show, dude. Sorry, just real quick. I still have all my Silverhawk toys. Oh, sweet. You rock. I had, like the giant bat or a monster. And then Do you have Hot Wing? Yes. I you got to bring in hot Yes. Wing. I got to see if I can find it. Yes. Oh. You got to bring in hot wings. Bring it in. Yes. Yes. No, hot wing is not our right, mascot. We got to bring in hot wing and sit him right there <laughs> on Kennedy's microphone. Yes. For the rest of Saturday morning my summer. Brother yeah. had, my brother had a silver hawk. And of course, when that was out, I was a kid. So we played with toys and we played a little hard. And his silver hawk um, Ran into his 12 foot tall Tupaca and a wing broke off. So he's like wingless. <laughs> you want to see a 17 year old boy cry, What just break his Chewbacca and his um, Silver Hulk. And it was literal tears. Well, yeah, because the Silver Hulk. I love Hulk making 17 year old boys cry. Hulk, the Silver Hulk toys did not sell, so you could no. not find a replacement <laughs> right? Yeah, right? for that one. Um, so, uh, yes, I would the be. The struggle is real. Taking rubber bands to really. To put the joint yep. back together yep. and tie it off and hold the arm. You just you could do the arm this way, but you can't do anything else this way. <laughs> hey, so I yes. have a famous story about when my Captain Marvel Shazam head uh, got melted, and I, I had to create the headless hero. And I took one of those <laughs> took one of those plastic. Remember the magic balls, the bouncing balls, Randy, and had like yeah, the stars yeah. and would bounce all over. I took one of them and I <coughs> popped it inside his head, and he was the headless hero. There you wow. go. And I drew a little atom on it, so nice. the, so the atom just traveled inside his head. Nice. So See, kind you're of thinking. I had too much time. I had to say, my family, we have a great sense of humor. My sister, maybe slightly when she was younger, a little twisted. She would have this. <laughs> we had Barbie dolls. We had like every birthday, every Christmas, we got a Barbie doll, and she had this one Barbie doll, and it, 
and one that was like the non-name Barbie doll. Mm. So mm. it had the removable head. And we went to like the dentist one time and she's like, you know, the head pops off and he's like, you can pop it back on. And she's like, hey, look, look, I'm going to make the dental hygienist like freak out. I was like, can you see my doll? My doll? And then took the head off like and started bawling tears. And our dentist's like, oh, no, little girl, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. She's like, but it's broken, I can't get it back. And they're like, no, no, here, we got lollipops, we can stick you with you like a balloon. She's like, no, it's fine, pop, see? And they start laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's where we come from. So, yeah. Sounds like, hold up, that sounds like Devin. Right? <laughs> Curvy Triple, if you're watching, I think you found a... Soulmate. <laughs> yes, and the, the, the owner is uh, she's a little cracked. But um, <laughs> um, before we before we get out of here because the time is, is rapidly catching up with us, um, Fiona, you had asked in the green room about you know one of the you hope that one of the perks of coming on live on air was to be able to give yourself a AKA triple designation. My question was how cool do you have to be to have a triple designation and an AKA? So, you know. What's your triple designation? Well, I I haven't taken the oath, but you know, I love Sailor Moon, and I also love this show called Farscape. I was a long-time star. Oh, Farscape. Oh, my gosh, yes. John and Aaron are my true pairing, so yes, and they're canon, so yes. I love that show, and from the old sci-fi message boards, there was I had the handle of Sailor Aaron. I couldn't do Sailor Sun because there was a Sailor Sun, and I will not steal another person's name. But I would be Sailor and Aaron, like A-E-R-Y-N, for Aaron Sun, who was a peacekeeper, badass soldier, kick-ass girl, and Sailor Moon, which touched into that girly but magical kick-ass. Oh, sorry, radio. Um, magical powers. That's fine. This is th- three. Three is a magic three. number. Right. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be known as Sailor Aaron Tribble. <laughs> okay. All right. So Sailor Aaron Tribble. But you say you you have a you want to give yourself an AKA. Yes. How can you AKA? You ain't take the oath yet. <laughs> That's fraudulent. Look, she's got stories about her sister taking off the Oh, you're right, you're right. Go ahead, boo-boo. To make grown people cry. Go ahead, boo-boo. You can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Oh, we... Who knows what's in that I have to represent DC, the Superman, the classic Superman movie. Um, For some reason, my family always had the running joke is, like... If anything, if I was going to be the ruler of anything, I was going to be the ruler of Australia. I'm not Lex (laughs) Hoops. Nice. But I said, like, you're the ruler of Australia. So I'm like... And since Farscape was the Jim Henson Company had a whole production team yes, down there, and they were there for like good five years of so sci-fi, pulled the plug. I would like to also be known as the ruler of Australia. <laughs> Her AKA is that she's a monarch. Okay. I mean, you know. All right. So uh, I like this. I like if, this. If General Zod, Zod says it's okay. <laughs> Zodim. That's no, no. Fine. Zodim. Ah. Zod is actually a, 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 a bold black dude these days, too. Yes. True. Watching Krypton. True. Yeah. All right. But it's not official, <laughs> Fiona. We love this, but it's not official. So you have to now take the triple oath of allegiance. And considering that you're a huge Superman fan, I think it's only fair that we have the super triple lead you. Are you prepared? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Repeat after me. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll. From the way I roll. To the way I coo. To the way I coo. 
So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome, Fiona Sailor Aaron Tribble, a.k.a. the ruler of Australia. <laughs> Dante, make sure you get that because that has to go on the. Yeah, and make sure you on. spell Aaron right as well. E R I N. No, no. A E R Y N. Oh. oh, excuse me. Yes. A E R Y N. That is all of the different ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't it have to worry Aaron's about Aaron's son. You don't have to worry about. Y'all obviously did watch Farscape. Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't. I didn't see the, the name spelled ship, out when I was watching. The living it. ship. Oh, mm-hmm. Moya, pilot, craze. Oh, yes. That that was, that brought me to those uh, those unmoderated chat rooms, <laughs> the message board that used to be on Sci-Fi Channel, where you know, I slowly migrated to more moderated spaces because then the internet trolls became of everywhere. So, but that was my jam back in the day. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost time for us to get out of here, but we do have some big news that I have to share with you in regards to Respect the Women's Podcast Festival, which is coming your way this August here in Philadelphia um, at the venerable Amalgam Comics and Coffee House on Frankfurt Avenue. Now, we have... Uh, we have set the lineup for the show it's going to be for the festival it's going to be announced real soon however i went down to amalgams recently uh and because i wanted to see what was going on there how how things were shaping up you know in before the festival thinking about how we're going to to look at things and i sat down with not Ariel. Ariel's got like this this quartermaster sergeant of hers named Marisol, who is like like a taskmaster, <laughs> who sat down and was looking at their books and they and looking at about all the the open dates and things that they got going on. She said, "Hey, Len, I like the whole idea of this respect podfest that that you got going on, but here's what I want to see you do." And I said, "Okay, yes, Marisol. Yes, you can have it." Uh, so. Because Marisol has said it's going to be, the Respect Women's Podcast Festival will be taking place in August at a Malcolm Commerce and Coffee House on Friday, April 23rd. August. August. You're right. Excuse me. <laughs> August. We're going back in time. Yes. Yes. We're time traveling. No. Friday. Friday, August 23rd, we will be doing a very special, very special after hours presentation of the podcast festival there. Then the podcast festival is going to go on as planned on that Saturday and that Sunday, August 24th and 25th. And the big news, ladies and gentlemen, is that now, except for for the most part, let's put it this way. The podcast festival is now a free event. So all are welcome. It is 100% f- well, 98% free. We're going we're going to have a couple of special uh, after hours events that we're going to do uh be charging for, but the festival during the day is going to be open to the public at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House on that Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be insane. We're going to be announcing the lineups um, probably next week. We've got 
now we've got room for more shows. It looks like we're going to have like about 20 podcasts from all across the country that are going to be there. The Girls Show with Ariel and Kennedy is going to knock things out on that Saturday night. The Radical Geeks from New York are coming down. Uh, along with uh, Tim Marie for a very special Saturday night event with uh, Johnny Popcorn, the the group, and DJ Geek. Um, uh, spinning all night long, Ariel and Kennedy are going to be hosting that. The, the, the men triple, we're just going to be there and just celebrating and helping everything going go on. We're going to have henna tattoos. We're going to have... Uh, face painting we're going to have the milio's original water ice we're going to have all types of fun stuff there'll be a spot in the corner for all of my birthday presents <laughs> my birthday. there you go yeah, there you go too. yeah, well, yeah don't, right don't forget to yeah there'll be a spot up. in the corner for me and isaiah go to respectpodfest.com yeah, yeah, yeah. for more information and uh, um it, it's going to be insane all right, we got to get out of here. The show will be available for your download, streaming pleasure come the morning on blacktribbles.com as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, and any place and every place a good podcast be. Like us and follow us on all your social medias. If you really want to help a triple on the podcatcher of your choice, give us a five-star rating and a review that help people find our show. And check out Tribbles After Dark on YouTube as well as on phillycam.com. Org. It's also available on, on, on Roku right there on under Philly Cam. Triples After Dark. It's, it's, it's insane. We've got the Geek Den show up there right now. Uh, the Michelle Mission Brothers got their Den, Den, Den showing. It's it's insane up there. We've got Jacqueline Constance performing. It's insane. All right. For Super Triple, Storm Triple, Super Saiyan Triple, the Uncanny Triple, the Intern Triple, and the new Sailor Aaron Tribble, a.k.a. the ruler of Australia, and the hard at work scholarly master Tribble, this is the Bat Tribble, and parting we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Peace. Peace.